You are listening to Aldrin Simpia on SAFM. 0614-104-107 and your tweets at Aldrin Simpia and our studio line is 086-000-2032. So according to the ERA5 data from the EU-funded Copernicus Climate Change Service, the first three weeks of July have been the warmest three-week period on record and uh, the month is on track to be the hottest uh, July and the hottest month on record. This is mainly due to heat waves in large parts of uh, North America, Asia, and Europe. We now joined on the line by Professor uh, Dafa Dwanashe Mabudi, who is a lecturer in food systems and climate change at UKZN. Prof, good afternoon, and thank you so much for making time for us. I thought it's the coldest, considering how cold it's been here in, in South Africa, specifically here in Gauteng as well, because because we never experienced snow, but we did this year. Yes. Uh, so the temperatures that they're referring to, it's the global temperatures, which is the, the average of you know, surface temperatures and uh, surface temperatures above the ocean on a global scale. So these are the average temperatures that are being reported on. So whilst here in the Southern Hemisphere, it is winter for us, and it's summer in the northern hemisphere, the global average temperatures are what are of concern. Mm-hmm. And what do these date what does this data tell us about climate change and the impact thereof currently? And also the targets that were set at least at Paris. So we, we haven't yet breached uh the the Paris uh target of one point five degrees warming. Although some measurements are saying we, we are currently at 1.5, but we haven't reached it. Earlier this year, the World Meteorological Organization indicated that because of the unfolding El Nino, there was a risk that we could temporarily breach that 1.5 degree uh, threshold. So I guess it's sounding the alarm that climate change is real, that it is happening, it is here. And it's time to for us to start, you know, taking it seriously and taking actions. What's the ramifications of this, considering that 1.5 degrees Celsius that was set, and if we were to breach that? The ramifications are, are quite significant in terms of the implications. Um, you are looking at rising sea, you know, uh, seawater, you seawater levels. You are looking at icing, uh, ice melting in the Arctic. You're looking at rainfall seasons in West and Southern Africa being disturbed, which then affects our food supply situation, which then links to the food security, uh, which links to economic situation. So the implications are very interlinked. And just looking at currently now, in terms of the heat that we've been looking at, you you are immediately seeing implications of wildfires that are burning and being difficult to control. The loss of lives of people have died due to the wildfires. People have died just due to the heat stress itself, Uh, the loss of livelihoods and property and assets. So the the implications are are quite significant because of the cross-cutting nature of climate change. And what should the states be doing now? Okay, we seem to have lost uh, Professor uh, Mabaudi there, lecturer in food systems and climate change in um, in Canada. And um, yeah, um, it seems as though that we've reached that 1.5 degrees Celsius. And as though, as it says, that um, some are arguing that we have already breached it um, and also looking at the ramifications of all of this. But then there are still people who believe that climate change is a conspiracy theory. It's four o'clock.